Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, it's a Monday night, so we'll ask you to give us your heroes and villains from the weekend in sport. And Matt Rendell will join us, as he always does, to give a couple of his and just to make sense of all that happened in round 23. Yes, indeed. Very good evening to you. Welcome to the Sporting Capital. Great to have you on board, however you're finding us, wherever you're finding us. Hope your day has been as good as it possibly can be, however you've been putting it in, wherever you've been putting it in. The number to call, the Harcourt's open line, is, uh, I'm told, is that again. It was closed. It's open again. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you've got a hero or a villain nomination from the weekend in sport, you can send it through too on the temper text zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Temper a mattress like no other. There were a couple of texts that I wanted to get through uh, from a little earlier before we uh, jump into heroes and villains. And I was speaking about, and I played the audio um, a little earlier of Luke Sayers, uh, who at uh, the unveiling of Michael Voss. Uh, and Brian Cook, as the coach and CEO of Carlton last year, he was asked if finals was a pass mark. And I think um, mistakenly said yes, um, that that that, um, that was the pass mark for this season coming up. Um, I think if he had his time again, he might revisit that. But I said that if he was asked that now, I reckon he might say no. I think that this season does get a pass mark because we've taken some massive strides forward. You can see the team that they're going to be. It hasn't happened for Carlton as quickly as it did for Collingwood with the change of coach, but that's okay. Don't worry about what's happening in someone else's backyard. Worry about what's happening in your backyard. And no, you should never put a ceiling on anything, but you can say you shouldn't ever say with a brand new coach on his first day, he's just put the polo on for the first time, that the expectation is finals. It can be the desire, it can be the aim, but I thought it was incorrect to say that it was the expectation. Uh, A couple of your texts in regards to that. Carlton, president, can't make statements like that and then not back it up with action. Brian Cook and the coach have done a good job, but the board constantly let us down. There is no level of realism and we need that to go before we can uh, succeed. The other text uh, that I uh, that I saw disagree with your Voss assessment. It's the coach's job to teach the teach how to hold a lead. They didn't learn from the Melbourne game. That's Voss's fault. Jonathan, I don't know if that is Voss's fault. If you go back and watch that last quarter, they kick six behinds. That's not Voss's fault. They time and time again took the wrong option. So you go through all those key moments, whether it be Charlie Curnow playing on and missing, not taking short options. I think he did it. I think uh, Durden did it. Um, I think Mackay did it. That's not th- Those are decisions that Michael Voss can't make on behalf of the players. They're not mic'd up. The, the, the players 
went into their shell. The players made poor decisions in that final term, and they weren't able to execute in the moments they had. Both teams had the same amount of scoring shots in the last quarter. Carlton had more for the match, and they had over 20 more inside 50s, and they had over 50 more contested possessions. None of that's Michael Voss's fault. That is the players, and they and they alone shoulder the responsibility for that, for the decisions they made and the inability to be able to execute. I'm not having a crack at the players because I've never been on that stage, but I, I disagree when you say that that's Michael Voss's fault for the way in which that last quarter uh, unfolded. Uh, 1-300-736-736-0433-98-11-16. Uh, uh, let's get into this. And then a hero comes along with the strength to carry Heroes and villains uh, on a Monday night. I'm always happy for you to open the bowling. Um, so Dave in Mernda, who is uh, the first cab uh, off the rank. Oh, have we got is the phones? Dave, have we got you there? Yeah, how are we going there? Yeah. Um, yeah, great great to um, have a chat tonight. Yeah, I, I just wanted to start off um, heroes and villains sort of tonight. Um, I, I sort of wanted to put out the heroes there. Who's your um, hero, Dave? Sorry? Who's your hero? Uh, my hero's the retirees um, of the round and, and sort of over the last two weeks. I, I think that we've had too many of them just been so successful in their retiree games. Dan Hanabry um, this weekend, especially being a Saints supporter. Um, what a way to go out, you know, all Australian, everything, you know. It probably didn't go so well with Saints and, you know, we've got the review, everything going on. Um but, um, yeah, just the retirees, Hurley, the way Richmond got around him as yeah. well. Um, they're we, sort of my heroes we did of, it, of the round. Dave, we do it brilliantly, don't we, uh, in footy now, the way that we honour our retirees. Uh, I was doing the St Kilda-Sydney game yesterday and, and watched and Dan Hanabry un unfortunately played 18 games in four years, but he was playing against his old mob. We run a premiership in the Swans, so had, you know, Jack Steele and then also Josh Kennedy cheering him off from the two different clubs and Paddy Ryder bringing his kids out. He didn't get to play, but um, they set up the guard of honour. Uh, so those are really special moments. Dean Kent retiring as well. But right about Michael yeah. Hurley, I, I called that game and, and I was getting emotional watching the way that when he kicked that goal, the Essendon, the Essendon fans all rising as one, all the players getting to him. And then Richmond, their players getting over to Michael Hurley, I just thought was incredibly special. And even after the game, how they got around him, but also how the Richmond players got around Ben Rutten. I mean, the Richmond players showed more care for Ben Rutten than Essendon have uh, over the last week. So I, I, I think that the way in which the retirees are being honoured at the moment is is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And I 100% agree with you. So um, I, I think they all had, you know, um, great careers sort of thing. You know, we forget about what they did 
Um, yeah, you know, Robbie I, Gray's as well. Dave was fantastic as well. That was a really special night at, at the. Sh- I mean, the man that made the showdown his own. He's got five showdown medals. I think one year he kicked five goals in a quarter. I think that was twenty nineteen. But before the game, Ken Hinckley had actually arranged for some of the greats and some of his former teammates to come back and speak about him. So the Corns brothers were there. Dom Cassisi, I think Brendan Lay, Dean Brogan, Matty Primus, Gavin Wanganine. So the way in which the clubs, the fans, the teams, and the respect that each teams are showing each other, I think it's something for the game to be really proud of. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess um, that's that's where I guess I could go off on a runoff where it comes down to um, complete respect. And um, I guess the villain of the round for me would have to be um, Dane Zorko. Um, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, I guess the game now and, and things that are acceptable and what can be done and what can be said and etc. you know, um, we're we're not in a political mindset as such as a game, but, you know, at the end of the day, there's certain things that you can and can't do, and there's certain lines that you can't cross when you cross the white line. And, um, you know, I, I honestly think that, you know, the captaincy should be stripped of him, and these sorts of um, sort of comments in social society aren't accepted, so why can they be accepted on the football field? And I, you know, would love to hear your thoughts on sort of that I you know we don't need to go into the exact comment but um you know let's no, so so Danny Daly has said today that, that Dane Zorko won't be sorry Dave keep going we, we punish the action when it comes to you know a bump or something like that let's yep. why can't we punish the action when it comes to this when mental health is such a a big thing you know now um yep absolutely well, look, I, Danny Daly said today that Dane Zorko won't be stripped of the captaincy, and uh, I think the way that both clubs handled this together, they worked through it at the time. They they got on top of it, Melbourne did, and Brisbane responded to that. Um, in real time, they were sorting this out, and they had a resolution come Saturday morning. Um, and Dane Zorko would be the first to admit, as you've said, that he stepped over a line in the heat of the moment um, and has acknowledged that both per- personally and publicly um, to... Um, to Harrison uh, and also uh, publicly via the, the, the press release and the statement that Brisbane released. Um, I think there's times when you back in the clubs to say that we are satisfied with how this has been handled. We have reached a resolution ourselves. And when Harrison Petty says, I want this over now, I want this done and dusted and so does my family, well, I think for all of us who might be wanting to pile on a bit more or wanting you know, more penalty and more this, more that, and to keep the conversation going, I think we're actually disrespecting the wishes of the person who's most important in this, and that's Harrison Petty, and that's Harrison Petty's family. So when they say, that's it, done... Um, I'll take my cues from them. Um, but, Dave, appreciate the call. one three hundred seven three six 736 to have uh, your say. Uh, Rob's in Geelong with a hero. G'day, Rob. G'day. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, my hero for the week would be Billy Elliott. Oh. Well, he's the new face. of the, Robbie Gray was the face of the clutch break meme that was going around. And now Jamie Elliott... Um, Geez, we quickly forget with Robbie Gray retiring. I think, um, yeah, but Jamie Elliott's fast putting his name up in as one of the most clutch players. But do you know what I love about that, Rob? Do you know what I loved about Sorry? his? Do you know what I loved about his goal, Rob? What's that? Because I because th- I've got him on my heroes list as well. But do you know who else I have on my heroes list that enabled that goal to be kicked? Um, Ginevan. Jack Ginevan, the shepherd on Sard. 
I thought just showed exactly his cap. You know that we don't see shepherds very often anymore, do we, Rob? People just want the handball received. No, no, no. So not only did he shepherd, but then he went on for the handball received. Didn't get it, but Elliot finished as he did um, again, like he did against Essendon. Different manner, but uh, the go-ahead yeah. goal it was a pretty special moment. And I guess the, um, the start of it was the Rolls Royce Scott Pellery. Oh, how good was he in the last twenty minutes? Yeah, yeah. The kick. But, um, he just continues to do it, doesn't he? It was probably the difference, Rob, wasn't it, between the two teams? How many times did Carlton kick to a, a two-on-one where they were the one? Pendlebury wins yep. possession, sizes up the situation. I mean, that guy has, you know, he's like the Hubble telescope. He sees time and space that no one else can. And he's, he is, I think, one of the smartest players, if not the smartest player that I've I've ever seen. Um, and to assess yeah, yeah. that situation um, like he did and like he has done his whole career, just phenomenal. Yeah, and, but there was one other point. I mean, saying if Carlton, yes, if they had to kick the goal in the last quarter, they win. But there was also um, three or four shots early that Collingwood missed, which would have um, made number one void anyway, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, well, they end up having four more scoring shots uh, than Collingwood and, and, and over 20 more inside 50s. Rob, so I hear what you're saying, and I think you're giving him a bit of a let-off, which shows that you're a very nice guy. Mate, thanks for the call. All right. See you later. Bye. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Our good mate Muzza in Geelong, who is a dyed-in-the-wool, navy blue Carlton man. Muzz, are you all right? Yes, mate. I've, uh, I've got over my depression. Um, I'm, I, I was on last night with um, uh, Jenny and a bloke, rang up and called me a, an idiot and a moron and something else but um, I'm very well, that's proud very nice. I, predicted, I predicted we'd end up ninth at the start of the year mm. um, and ninth considering where we were last year and how many games we won last year I'm very proud of that um, my hero is, is the captain the way he tried to bring the side back into the game and he carried them on his own back considering we lost poor old Walshie at the start of the game, um, and, and I'm not blaming Walshy or you know the players. They had enough opportunities to to kick goals. Um, uh, I hope over the preseason that Charlie and um, uh, young Mister McKay can learn to kick straight. Um, like Harry, uh, Charlie kicked um, two five four forty six is my recollection. Yeah, he kicked two five yesterday. Um, I think it was, and, and he kicked one. Uh, was it? Yeah, was it one had, four one four against Melbourne the week before? So three goals nine in the last two weeks for Charlie. Yes, yes, yeah. Now my villain is the crowd booing the Carlton captain when he's trying to talk to the crowd about how important um, cancer and everything is, and they were all booing him. And I, I found when I found that out, is late, that right? Off the radio, um, you know. I thought that was very distasteless. Like we, he's trying to explain how Sam Doherty's gone through cancer and the chap at North Melbourne and and what I was told was the crowd were booing him as he's trying to speak. Now I'm going to have to go back and have a look at that. But Mother, I've I've made my feelings pretty well known on how I feel about crowds booing. Those who yes. get up to speak yes. or to accept awards. I hated seeing Jack Ginneman booed after he was injured. I thought that was an incredibly poor taste so from the Swan supporters. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think that's yes. cheap. Uh, I think it's, yeah, I, I just think it's pretty low rent. Uh, and yes. I think it shows a lack of understanding and a lack of respect. I've got a, 
Yeah, now I've got a question to ask you. Yes. How is fatherhood? <laughs> uh, thank you, Muzz. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know if you got I didn't see that, but I appreciate so, it nonetheless. Still regularly made a fight. Um, you know, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was wrapped when I found out you had a little boy. Ah, uh, thank you. So, yeah, it's very, yeah. very exciting. It's my so, life has changed for the better, um, and it's like nothing else that I've ever experienced. It's uh, the greatest gift in the world, but uh, it's not about me. It's about uh, my partner Evie, who's an out, out and out superstar and a superhero uh, for everything that she's doing. I try to help out where I can. I'm trying to just not to be a hindrance uh, and help out with as much as I possibly can. But she is the real star uh, in all this. But we're very, very grateful for what we've been able to do. Um, Muzz, always great to chat to you, my friend. We've got a lot of people wanting to give heroes and villains, and I appreciate you ringing up to give us yours and for the kind words as well. Hey, for Desi, for Tony, and for Steve, stay right there, and I'll get you straight away on the other side of this. This is the Sporting Capital. You're listening to the Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, so we're doing our heroes and villains as we do uh, on a Monday night. A lot of people have already gone through uh, mine. Uh, the pies for the comeback, uh, the Billy Elliott goal, but the Ginneman Shepherd I thought was worthy of a hero nomination. Michael Hurley kicking a goal in his last ever game from what he was able to come back from over two years out of the game. Almost lost his leg with the hip infection, had to teach himself how to walk again to get back for a farewell game. That is heroic in any measure. And the way in which... The crowd, his teammates, and the Richmond players got around him and got to him. That was a beautiful, beautiful moment. A credit to Richmond. Class act all the way, especially the way in which they supported him. And also Ben Rutten. I made the point before that the Richmond players supported Ben Rutten more than his actual club did. Uh, Well, the hierarchy of the club. Anyway... uh, The players and and others uh, rallied around him, which was great to see uh, for Ben Rutten. Essendon is a villain for their treatment of Ben Rutten. It's been universally condemned, the entire footy community. Uh, He got into finals in the first year uh, as the official coach. He he was backed in by an internal review. Then the factional board splinters, overthrows Paul Brasher, and then lurches itself like a drunk at a party into a conversation it was far too late into trying to get their opinion in, in their attempt to prize Clarkson away from North Melbourne in a manner that the man himself called unsavoury. Your greatest ever coach seemingly working against the aims of the new regime, going on radio, not only upsetting North, Clarko and his own club in one fell swoop. That moment, according to Damien Barrett, ended the conversation with Clarkson and Essendon. All the while leaving Rutten, the playing group, the footy department, twisting in the wind. No word, no communication, no care for Ben Rutten, no respect for Ben Rutten. I thought the treatment of Teague last year by Carlton was as shameful as it gets, but this puts that in the shade uh, by a long, long way. And this whole idea of bringing James Hurd back from certain members of the board is a fantasy land, which I cannot fathom and cannot understand. And I mean that with all due respect to James Hurd, because I'm wrapped his back in footy. But that is not the answer. And if you think it is, then you shouldn't be on that board at all. one three hundred seven three six seven three six heroes and villains. Desi in Frankston, a hero and a villain. How you going, Sammy? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Um, I've got a bit of a left field hero for you, um, Daniel Rioli. Um, yeah. Obviously, today the Australian Top 40 got named um, today. and Top 44 now? 40. Oh, Top 44. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I just thought that um, he's just really reinvigorated his career going down back and obviously signed a five-year deal, um, I think, last week. Um, and, yeah, I just thought... Um, it was good rewards to him, you know, taking up a new role. And, yeah, he was my, he's my hero this week. Good nomination. I like it. Um, 
Um, and my villain, um, I actually changed my villain from when I was on hold because I was on hold for a little bit. But um, sorry, mate. I didn't know whether to make my hero calling uh, my villain Collingwood or Carlton. To be honest, um, <laughs> as a as an outsider watching that game, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. To be honest. Yeah, well, I think there was probably a lot of people in the same boat, Desi. Not sure whether to laugh or, or cry. It was a day that probably had it all. Uh, thanks for your nominations, Tony and East Bentley. G'day, Tone. G'day, Sam. Welcome back. First up, I'd just like to give Muzzer from Geelong a bit of a tick-off. Okay. It's congratulations to Evie, not yourself, on well, your e- job. Exactly. The- I said that. She's the hero, not me. <laughs> Correct. You're just the passerby, the passenger along the way through. She is going through all the hard work, and congratulations to her. Yeah, thank you, Tony. A great point well made, and you won't get any argument from me. Yeah. Uh, my villain is the St Kilda Football Club. I remember attending my first game as a six-year-old back in 1972, and this is the 50th anniversary where we haven't raised the AFL Cup on grand final day. And we're about to embark on our 15th rebuild since 1972, which must be a record. So, the, yeah, so the, the review that's going to happen uh, under Dave Noble, from, from what the club's saying, they believe they're on the right track, and I don't know if they think they need to do a rebuild, but I think, Tony, what they're just wanting to get is another set of eyes to say, we think we're on the right path, but you let us know. Um, I really, really like the young crop that they got in the draft last year, Tony. I think that the the talk of not enough young talent coming through, I think might be a little bit misplaced because I watched them firsthand. I watched Owens yesterday. Um, I watched Wanganeen Miller. Um, and uh, oh, and I've just had a mental blank on the rising star uh, who's been doing all the tagging uh, for you. And I've just my brain's just decided not to work for the moment. But I think he uh, and the other two guys are really, really good players, and they are going to be 200 gamers, the lot of them for you. So um, I think there is some positives to take out of it. Eight and three start. Yep, it shouldn't have finished the way it did. You let one slip there, and, and probably should have been playing finals. But um, hopefully. They're on the right track. Back after this. You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, Welcome back to The Sporting Capital, or welcome to whichever category you fit into. It is great to have your company. one 736 the number to call on the Harcourts open line. You'll move your Harcourts, and you can text in 0433-981116 on the temper text, temper a mattress like no other. We do heroes and villains on a Monday night. We're handing over to BP at 8 o'clock for the first serve, a week out from the US Open. You don't want to miss that. Uh, Matt Rendell standing by for his weekly spot, but uh, Stephen Croydon has been like patience on a monument. He's been waiting so patiently for a fair while now, and I thank you for it, Steve. Fire away. Just a question. I'm not sure if you know the answer. Do you know if Adam Kingsley will still be a part of Richmond's finals campaign, or has he left as of today? My understanding is, and according to Fox Footy, that he will stay throughout the Richmond's finals campaign. Excellent. Yeah, I think so too, uh, Steve. It shows a maturity, doesn't it, that this whole idea of, oh, once you say you're going, then you... I think that shows a maturity of a football club that, that knows that he's had higher aspirations. He's missed out on a couple of jobs. I think he missed out on Carlton, and I think he missed out on Collingwood. Um, so I think that that just shows that we're all 
pretty aware of how the how things work and the whole idea of oh he might he might steal stuff or he might take stuff with him it, like it's it's all a bit ridiculous so I think it's a smart I think that's the right call to you most certainly it's uh, credit to the AFL as well that it's not that naive as well so that's good yeah well done anything else you want to add Steve I know you're waiting so long it feels like we're just it's just a fleeting little chat that we're having. Uh, just uh, villain Dane Zorko, of course, and hero would be the Melbourne Footy Club because it could have got very ugly in the last quarter on Friday. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Um, yeah, there's um, there's a lot of credit to be given uh, to the Melbourne Footy Club for the the manner in which they handled that, and uh, and certainly to the Brisbane Football Club as well. Um, it's uh, pretty unsavoury as we've spoken about. Uh, but well done to the clubs and the way that they manage their way through it. Um, so it's a good point, and I thank you for ringing up to make it. Um, Matty Rendell, uh, it's always a pleasure to be joined by the two-time All-Australian Ruckman, the list manager and recruiter extraordinaire. Matty, hello, mate. Good day, Sammy. How you going, mate? Yeah, good. What a round 23. Oh, Could we have asked for more? All that I could say was, wow. Yep. What a great finish to the home away season. Yesterday I'm watching that Carlton-Collingwood game and, geez, it was tense. I mean, it was tense from go to woe. You could, the spectators were tense. I'm sitting on the couch and I'm got, I've got my, I've got no real attachment. I've got attachment to obviously Collingwood because I, you know, I helped pick all the players playing there. But uh, I found myself really, my whole body tense. And I've gone, what am I doing? Relax up here. You know, relax your body. But the whole game was just, a tense fest. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if uh, you got the same feeling, but uh, I found myself, you know, fist clenched, arms tight, legs tight, watching the game of footy. Uh, it, was, it was compelling viewing, and what a great end of the season. I mean, Carlton people think not. But the, uh, Well, that's you, the thing about Collingwood, though, Matty. Drama. That's the thing about Collingwood, though. Every game in the back half of the year has essentially been the cliffhanger. So you do, when you're watching a TV series, sometimes there's a lull in the couple of episodes that lead up to the big cliffhanger. They're doing cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger. Well, well the only lull we had was against the Swans. But yeah, um, um, yeah look, oh, we, we won't see another season like that ever again. No. In the history of footy, it couldn't be possible. It could happen again with someone. So, um, look... Yeah, great end. I mean, the Saturday wasn't flash. Some of those teams checked out that uh, weren't going to make the finals. And the teams that are in the finals, you know, uh, really tuned up for the finals, I thought. But uh, some of them weren't watchable. They've been watchable all year. Nearly every game's been watchable. Had something in it for someone. But uh, Saturday in particular wasn't very good. Brisbane just absolutely bamboozled me. Um, I, I was trying to... I said to people... I can't believe that's the same team I saw against Carlton come out with massive intensity. They had zero intensity. Oh, I don't know what's going on there. But, but you know, they've been them and the Saints have been like that all year, really. The Saints, particularly second half of the year, um, just their uh, fluctuation in effort is um, really would be really frustrating for their supporters. Do, do you are you concerned? I was mentioned before that they're now the tenth ranked defence in terms of points against. But Chris Fagan was trying to get his head around it after the game. If you just looked at the stats without looking at the score, you'd think that it was a Brisbane win based off the numbers. But then you look at the score and go, Ooh. we've had plus, was it, you know, plus seven uh, inside 50s? Or, um, 
yeah. yet, yet you've yet yet you've you've been done by fifty eight points or plus eight inside fifties yeah. been done by fifty eight points. You've it, it didn't really make a lot of sense. They won centre clearance. They won intercept. They it just didn't mm. quite stack up. They had twenty eight front half turnovers. They just couldn't kick a score. Melbourne's defence was brilliant. So, are you looking at that going? Going Melbourne are back, or Brisbane oh. are in a bad way, or both? No, I, I looked at it. I thought that Melbourne played how Melbourne want to play, and 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 haven't played really to their level of last year, end of last year, like they like they have in this game. But I just thought that they were allowed to play like that. I just thought that Brisbane uh, just weren't in the game mentally at all. Now, the biggest problem is that, now this is, uh, this is really interesting stuff. Well, I think it's interesting anyway, Sammy, but uh, I, I was privy to some information a, a little while ago that uh, Brisbane's GPS numbers are the second worst in the comp. So... Um, it was really noticeable halfway through the last quarter. Game's all over, basically. They shot to the bench, the camera, and Choco was standing. Choco Williams was standing up there. And he is yelling at blokes to run. He said, run, 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 three times. So the camera was on him. And I've gone, I think that was, uh, I think the whole comp might be privy to those numbers and that Brisbane are in a lot of trouble because teams know that they, if they run on them, that they're in a lot of trouble, and um, and that's what that's what they did. Melbourne ran on them, um, so I don't know if they're capable of it. I don't know what if they've stuffed up their preseason. I couldn't really pick it watching on television. I could pick Essendon, really poor preseason, and can't run, can't defend. So what happens if you have a poor preseason, Sam? Is it you can still attack okay, but you where you put you put your effort into attack, but you don't put your effort into defending. Because it's, it's the hardest thing to do. Okay, so so GWS were really poor all year, and Essendon were really poor all year. Port Adelaide to a, a lesser extent, um, but couldn't win those close games that they won last year. So some clubs really messed up their preseason. I couldn't really pick it with Brisbane, but their problem lies in the fact that they've got no running line breakers. They've got two players, Zorko and, and uh, Bailey. Um, they, 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 they're kickers, so they stand and deliver. Uh, Coleman and Rich in defence. The rest of their defenders, Starsevich, uh, um, Andrews, and the like, uh, Adams, don't run. Um, they haven't got great runners in the midfield. They're more inside contested players. Probably, or oh, maybe McCluggage is the best, and he's not great. And their forward line get up the ground like Hipwood and that who can run, but. They've, they've got some real problems with their best 22 there about not having enough runners, and that's really going to hurt them. So we sort of write off Saturday, but just a word on Geelong. Um, does it feel like that, talking about movies and TV shows, there's always Ooh. that final scene, isn't there, in an action movie where the main character, it's been a, you know, he's taken a few bullets, he's been around for a while, you go into the last scene of the movie, it's the big shootout scene, and it feels like it's it's now or never, doesn't it? It feels like the last chance saloon, like this is standing in the street. The, the, what do you the, call it? You reckon it's along a Bruce Willis or something? Well, it, it could <laughs> be a Western, it could be a Western, <laughs> you, 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 it feels well, like it comes down to this for this current, Group, the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, good, the bad, the ugly. You know, Butch and Sundance. Otherwise, uh, it, otherwise uh, they're going to be like Shane and slumped over the horse and just walking I, off I into the sunset. I think, they, 
I think they've still got another year in them after this. So, but you know, they finished clear on top. Oh, they'd be nervous about playing Collingwood. They would be so nervous. I mean, Collingwood kicked nine goals in a quarter on them, and then they ended up being five goals down at three quarter time and getting up. Um, but they'll be so nervous playing Collingwood because, as much as you you like, uh, you know, you know what Collingwood are going to do and all that. Uh, it's damn hard to stop when they get on a roll like that and just take the game on. Uh, so uh, they've still got another year in them, I think. They've done some things differently, and I mean, I was on, you know, I was on Dwayne's World for a year and a half there, and I, I, I said, I said to Dwayne all the time, I said they can't win anything, Dwayne, while they play this slow stop. Yeah, agreed. Uh, kick mark game, they cannot win anything, and the best thing that happened to uh, Melbourne last year. They got flocked by Port Adelaide in Adelaide, uh, playing that way, and Port took the game on, and then they got smashed by Melbourne in Perth, playing the stop-start. And they've obviously gone to the pre-season and go, hey, we can't win anything playing this way, and they changed their whole game plan to go forward quicker and move the ball quicker. And why wouldn't you with all the um, tools they got up in their forward line? Um, you know, they've, they've got so many avenues, and... All of a sudden, these blokes are looking like geniuses. You know, Cameron and, and uh, Hawkins, but it's been great for Stengel as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, all Australian uh, squad uh, nomination for him too, which is thoroughly yeah. well deserved. What a, you know, what a, what a redemption so, it's been for him. So that that's been the change. Um, is basically they changed their game plan. That's all they did. Yeah, we got to move the ball quicker, and um, should we get bit, you know, a bit more vulnerable in defence, but. Um, their defence is so strong so yeah it's essentially theirs to lose but they're a very mature group and um, you know I don't think they're going to lose anyone out of their out of their best 25 or 30 I think I can't see a retirement coming there anywhere um, and they're all in and they're all playing pretty good footy Sam. so just on the on this round before I get your thoughts on what might unfold in yep. the finals. So Sydney could have jumped up in a second. St Kilda finished out the year relatively yep. strongly. They they made a fist of it. Um and and Sydney going to finals with a pretty clean bill of health. Papley was um subbed out with concussion. I think should get back within the 12 days. It'll be touch and go cuz I think that is the 12th yeah, day. Be, um yep. They are as exciting as any team in the competition with ball in yep. hand, precision kicking. They run. Their, their young players who they drafted uh, are doing everything that they hoped that they would. Um, it, it's When you go through, and, and I always like to say, well, are they top four offense and are they top four defense? So the Lions are number one uh, offense, but they're number 10 defense. Sydney are top four in both. So that would show you yeah. the game's in really good order. And I'm trying to find a weakness for Sydney. No, the no, contest got, yeah. centre clearance is where they struggle, 15th in the comp. Whether they've got enough uh, dynamic players in the midfield uh, on playing on the G is only my little worry here. Uh, suits uh, SCG beautifully the way they are. So road bottoms basically replace Kennedy. Uh, you've got Mills playing full-time in there, obviously. Parker. Um, Papley's been running in there, and I can see why they were doing that, because I think if we're going to play in the MTG uh, at the end of the year, we, we need someone like Papley who can break some lines in the midfield, because they're a bit... They're, they're a dour, um, uh, competitive beasts in there, and they need some run there. Uh, but the McCartan... Um, Paddy McCartan has been the bonus in defence, and, and Rampy 
Uh, Tom has been great the whole way through, but Paddy coming in and shoring up uh, another tall spot. And Rampy, I think he missed a fair bit of last year, and Rampy's in his best best form now. And and the move to Blakey, which happened uh, for Blakey, happened mid last year, I reckon, to half back, has been great. So uh, they've got great balance everywhere. Buddy's dangerous as hell still. Yeah. Um, Heaney. Heaney's, Heaney's a star. Heaney's yep. benefiting from. So. They changed their game style, and, and it might not have been as noticeable, but that, that game they played against Richmond where they got where Hardwick bagged the hell out of them. Uh, what was that? Not last year, the year, year before, before, I think yep. it was. And uh, I reckon they changed... They had a lot of injuries that year, Sam, but they changed their game after that to be more uh, entertaining and attacking. Uh, didn't really come to fruition that year because of how many players they had out. They had a lot. But uh, certainly last year they exploded in that area. Got the, probably the best young kids group of six or seven best young kids in the comp. Talking Gordon Blakey, um, Heaney's not young anymore, but um, uh, those type of players. Um, so no, they they can they can win it, Swannies. So, no doubt about that. My only issue is have they got enough uh, go ahead players in the midfield, or are they more uh, win it? ticket-type players. So, Matt Rendell, I want to ask you, before we get on to, to next week, um, so we've got the, the, the top eight set, and, and what a win for the for the year and for the competition that we didn't know it until the last siren of the last game of the last round. That's um, a season uh, to be happy about. That's how, that's what you want. You want it to come down to the, the, the final day of footy, yep. and it certainly did. Um, the Western Bulldogs are the luckiest team in football that I can remember. Two weeks in a row, they, their season should have been over, but unfortunately Carlton weren't able to close out. <laughs> so I made the point before that Luke Sayers in the press conference last year when Michael Voss had just got off a plane, just put on a polo, and and I think... And Brian Cook, I think, was still on holidays um, and might have still yeah. even been a Geelong when they, and was asked, is finals a pass mark for next year? And he said, yes, that's the pass mark. And I said at the time, I think that was the wrong thing to say. That was throwing those two under the bus. They haven't had a chance to get their yep. feet under the desk, look at the list. Does that fit the game style we want to play? These are two guys that know about winning premierships. If he was to be asked that question again, is, is the season a failure or is it a pass? What do you think his answer should be? Oh, I think it's a pass. Um, look, same here. I still, you know, I had them in the A, but um, uh, look, they were in there for twenty-two weeks <laughs> and blew it at the end. Um, uh, leadership question mark. Okay, some of these other blokes need to stand up um, with the footy now. More so than than effort. Effort's been huge all year. Had to, to deal with some injury problems, but. Um, uh, Weedering's got to be better in defence there, and 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 Sard and Williams, high-paid players. Uh, Kuno McKay got to be better in the forward line. But their their issue is uh, too reliant on those two blokes. Uh, they need um, a really good small forward. Durden's okay, but they need another one. Um, and um, twenty-one uh, got from from the Gold Coast has been really disappointing playing in the forward line. Oh, I've forgotten his name. Um, Jack Martin. Uh, Jack Martin. Uh, really disappointing, I think, this year, and they need something else in that forward line. It's not dynamic enough, and if you can cut out the two big talls, mm. uh, they really haven't got too many other scoring 
avenue. So I like Jesse Motlop. I, I, I think Jesse Motlop could be that. I think he could yes, be yes. that dynamic player. He's only yes. his first year, so we'll wait and see. Hey, I don't have a heap of time yeah, left, not, Matty. So, probably didn't kick enough goals. Yeah, 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 we don't have enough time. I want to look at next week. Um, so we'll just quickly go through. So Brisbane and Richmond uh, at the Gabba. Um, I know that Brisbane have beaten Richmond in the last two times at the Gabba, but they've lost their last two against Richmond. And a couple of weeks ago, they led them back from um, just a place that they shouldn't yeah. have been able to come back from. And um, I think they've won two games out of maybe 19 against um, Richmond over the journey of recent years. So yep. quick expectation on that one. Oh, I think Richmond will get them. Um, they'll have to do something really clever to, to knock them off. Uh, they look prime, Richmond. Yeah, uh, they have won it. I think they beat them up there in one of the finals a few years ago. But uh, no, I would say uh, Richmond will, will be my pick there. I disagree with you about Swans on the MCG. They beat Melbourne there earlier in the year, and I think just the way yeah. I think the bigger space. I know they love Sydney with the small space, but I actually think the way they run the yeah. footy on the big space won't be an issue for them. Um, and I can't. I think no, this I game's going to be really, really tight. I think it's going to be really tight yeah. with Melbourne and, and Sydney. Uh, yeah, just really like Melbourne's defence. Um, yeah, it looked like it's got back to its best. Uh, they've got all the numbers, you know, the same players again. Almost didn't he? So I assume he comes back in. But um, no, their defence looks strong. I just. Uh, well, they're going to hold Buddy Heaney. Uh, Reed is in good form too, so they sort of got him reasonably covered there. Um, and Papley's a handful. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it'll be really tight, but I'd, I'd go for Melbourne. Yeah. I don't fully trust that they've fixed their forward connectivity issues, Melbourne. So um, no, uh, I, I agree. I agree with you there totally. Uh, Geelong and Collingwood at the MCG Saturday Arvo. Mm. Oh god! Well, you're probably going to go Geelong, but um, I'm probably going to go Geelong. <laughs> yeah. But damn nervous! I mean, are they stiff? You, you, they finish on top, clear on top, and they get to play Collingwood in a final and Collingwood home ground. Yeah. Oh, gold, isn't it? oh, that's a conversation for another <laughs> day. But I agree with you on that. It seems yep. that that's no benefit. Um, uh, Frio and the Western Bulldogs. Can the Western Bulldogs do any damage in finals, or are they just lucky to be there? Uh, no, I, I, look, they are lucky to be there, but, uh, gee, gee, Darcy looks a player, doesn't he? Mm. Can you imagine him in oh, three yeah. or four years' time? Oh, he's going to be able to play on him. He's going to be um, a star. But, but uh, oh, they've really got some... Uh, so him coming in uh, and Bruce back has given, him some, has given Norton some help. Um, so uh, I think the, the Bulldogs could cause an upset here. The, 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 the worry for... Frio is their lack of depth in their midfield. Mm. Um, been a hell of a lot placed on the shoulders of uh, Brayshaw and Tyrone uh, in particular, and they've got Mundy and, and um, uh, Brody uh, and Fox back. But, gee, the depth of midfield is, says the Bulldogs, and they've got some more attacking options up, in, up the forward line at the moment. And the other thing is... Well, uh, Frio haven't got the... Matty, I'm going to get uh, cut off by the ad break here, my friend, so I've got to yep. love you and leave you. <laughs> okay, Matty, no worries. Thanks for that. Matt Rendell. You're listening to The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. 
Uh, greatly appreciate all your calls and texts throughout the evening. Sorry we weren't able to get through more of your texts, uh, but the first serve is up next, BP, a week out uh, from the US Open, so heaps to talk about in the world of tennis. By the way, Mark Stevens reporting that Hawthorne have uh, entered the fray for the services of Brody Grundy, big boy Ben McAvoy, who was the other one I forgot to mention, uh, one of the retirees uh, from the weekend and how well that was done uh, by the Hawks and by the Dogs as well for the respect that they showed. So that's an interesting story. And Alistair Clarkson on the couch tonight saying that he thinks Bradley Hill would look quite good in blue and white. The new North Melbourne coach said that he may have had an informal chat with one or two people that he bumped into on a run. So already in recruitment mode is Alistair Clarkson. Uh, what a week it's going to be. We've got uh, its award season, so all the footy media awards will be there on Wednesday night to bring you all the action there. And we gear up for a massive week of the AFLW season. is just around the corner, and we'll spend more time on that uh, as the week goes on. Enjoy the rest of your night. BP's up next. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91